माई फ्रेंड्स विश यू ऑल अ वेरी हैप्पी न्यू ईयर ऑन बिहाफ ऑफ टीम आई जन प्लस टू मार्क द न्यू बिगिनिंग ऑफ दिस ईयर वी ब्रिंग टू यू एन एपिसोड वेर वी टॉक अबाउट अ लाइफ विदाउट इलनेस साउंडल अनबिलीवेबल राइट वेल ह्योर टिल दंड एंड यू विल बिलीव दैट इट इज अ चॉइस दैट यू कैन मेक to take us through that journey and explain us how we can achieve that we have with us today mr rajiv vasudevan who is an evangelizer of precision ayurveda chikitsa and the founder of ayurved hospitals ayurved hospitals is a pioneer and leader in quality systems driven ayurveda medical care for root cause disease reversal and sustained well being Ayurved is the only national quality award winner in the Ayurveda sector to date and the first Ayurveda hospital in India to secure NABH quality accreditation. Rajiv sir is the national chairman for the Ayurveda sectoral group at the Confederation of Indian Industry and serves as member of several committees and expert groups relating to Ayurveda, healthcare, nutrition that have been set up by the government of India, government of Kerala, Niti Aayog and the industry thank you so much for joining us on teen town talks rajiv sir so aishi uh, wonderful to be here with uh, you and your uh, igen plus audience to begin with uh, i remember i had read once that uh, you stated in i think one of your sessions that ayurveda is all about maximizing life potential Mm -hmm. so if you could give us a better perspective on that and help our audience understand what ayurveda is and also what it is not so when we say about ayurveda being uh, not just a system of medicine uh, and limiting it to that but the means to achieve one's unique life potential which is i would use the word unlimited if not mm-hmm. just huge but unlimited because we have not Uh, even fathomed the extent of the potential that each one of us have so right. keeping that in mind we come into this world with a set of inherent capabilities right each one is unique and there is a beauty when you look at trees and plants and animal species and you know each animal species is unique within each animal species each animal or each tree is got its own unique potential to grow so it is not to say that everybody becomes an ms dhoni or everybody becomes a shahrukh khan or everybody becomes whoever is the the flavor of the season it's about really one person becoming a wonderful sculptor the other being a painter the other being a very good manager the other being a good doctor lawyer it could be right. anything right where right. my own faculties to the best of my ability i'm able to maximize but to understand the use of these faculties right whether they are my physical ac- uh, faculties or my mental faculties right how yes. do i best bring it to use i have to understand that it comes from a certain harmony that harmony right. between me within myself and me in relation to an environment around which in which i live right so i am in delhi i am in bombay i am in chennai i am in a joint family i am in a nuclear family i have got a school which is nearby i work in a study in a convent school i study in a you know uh, indian school in courts or mm-hmm. i study in a normal school whatever that is there my environment or college whatever that environment i am part of how do i adapt to that right. in a way that i can get the best out of that ayurveda really tells us 
And we have to understand that Ayurveda is not to be taken in isolation. It has to be taken in conjunction with other systems of Indian thinking, mm -hmm. which posits a very healthy, very positive view of man's role in this universe. Mm -hmm. So it is not a negative view, you know, a worldview which springs from the point that the human being herself, himself, is God. He's got unlimited potential. That's the starting point. Right. And it says not understanding that I have this unlimited potential. That's a basic error of our ways. So people uh, of the different ages, we have to realize that life is not just this 100 meter race that till I get to 12th standard or till I get to a professional course or till I graduate and so on. Life is a marathon race, right. which I have to run successfully. So how do I pace the race of life so that at the end of the race, I reach very comfortably, nicely smiling, not completely, you know, tired, exhausted, okay. just kind of dragging myself across the line. So Ayurveda gives us that understanding. And here, let me conclude this part by telling, not just at the physical level, but at that mental level and spiritual level, how do I groom myself? How do I... Uh, not just train myself, how do I, groom is the right word, how do I mold myself into the right shape so that I can run the race of life gracefully, successfully, happily. Right. I think, yes, that is a very important point that you've mentioned about how it is a holistic approach and how it is not just about, because a lot of times, uh, I think when people hear about Ayurveda, they think it is only some process with certain oils and all of that. That is just a part of it, but it is a holistic approach of maximizing your potential of how well you can yes. live. Right. So you also Absolutely. mentioned you also mentioned about the environment. So mm -hmm. how is the interaction in terms of Ayurveda between nature and nurture, between the environment and yeah. our health? So if we understand that everything in nature, right, springs from the same type of building blocks. Mm -hmm. So what is in me and what is outside of me all come from the same building blocks, which in Indian systems of thinking, we call the Pancha Mahabhuta. You know, so when we ask a simple question, mm -hmm. how is it that the food that we eat, we digest, mm -hmm. right? I'm taking an alien thing and putting it to my stomach through my mouth. And then I, it, it gets broken up and it gets absorbed into my body as muscle fat. So on, how does it happen? Right. Right. Sugar. So it is because the essential nature of what is outside and what is within is same. Now this outside, which has got the, not just the physical foods, but it has got the, the air. It has got the, what we call the five elements, Pancha Mahabhuta, which is okay. the water, earth, wind, then ether and fire or, you know, so these yeah. five elements, which conceptually, if you were to take it, not to say that where is a mud in the leaf, right? Or where is a mud mm -hmm. in the flower? There's mm -hmm. the property of that mud, the, the mass of that, of that uh, earth property. So take it that way. So mm -hmm. these constituents, which build it, now I can go at an atomic level and figure out there is, you know, atoms and electrons and this thing. But in terms of the character, there are these properties. So these things which are outside, I'm constantly interacting. So which is why we say that I have a headache and I live in Bangalore mm -hmm. and the same person of December, I have a headache and I'm in Delhi in the month of December. The person is the same. The problem is the same, but the, what triggers the headache could be totally different because I'm in Bangalore and Delhi, mm -hmm. or I could be in Chennai, and Bangalore, the total 
place is different mm-hmm. now the reason i have a headache in bangalore in december and the reason i have a headache in bangalore in april could be totally different because mm-hmm. the season has changed so we have to understand that all of life and those of you who really believe in nature climate change all of that we have to understand life on earth itself has emerged from a unique balance unique harmony between that which constitutes life and its environment wherever this harmony was destabilized or lost the species expired so if you talk about the dinosaurs or the neanderthals different species which came in and became extinct over a period of time that happened because there was a lack of adaptability and that lack of adaptability led to lack of harmony and that is how the species became extinct okay. so what we are seeing today is the beginning of that and if we become aware of that uh, need for harmony mm-hmm. ayurveda brings into us this thing that the tridoshas which is vata pitta kabha mm. is a vata pitta kabha in us there's a vata pitta kabha in the environment how do i understand the nature of my constitution in terms of this tridoshas the, the difference between the different combinations of vata pitta kabha in me mm-hmm. and that in relation to the place i am the time i am right right and time is defined in terms of a very important thing when we say time there is time of day mm-hmm. there is time of season this time of digestion and time of life right right so the same behavior the same food i eat in the afternoon and the same food i eat in the night the food is the same but my ability to digest changes <laughs> with this time i told you time right. of day time of digestion time of so if i drink water before food i drink fo- water after food i drink water during food mm-hmm. has different implications on the way that water interacts with my body i sleep before lunch i sleep after lunch right right has a totally different impact the behavior is the same which is why we need to understand that it is not just what i eat when and uh, how much i eat but when i eat which is an equally important thing but we don't take into consideration right. these subtle points which is what ayurveda brings us the timeless wisdom and these are universal principles which if your listeners are from let's say living in dubai or in the mm-hmm. us can still apply right it's not restricted to india okay yes uh sir could you elaborate a little bit on the three doshas that you were mentioning hmm. yeah so if you take uh, vata pitta kabha in lay terms if you were to look at it mm-hmm. kabha is structure in the body right anything you can touch and feel in the body including your hair nails teeth internal organs everything flesh skin is kabha right vata is function in the body right so if your body is to function i uh, indian systems of thinking not just ayurveda because mm-hmm. the foundation is the same for everything so uh, yeah so if you take ayurveda it talks about the pancha vayus or the pancha pranas so these five vayus control different aspects of functioning of the body okay. at a systemic level right so if my eye I, uh, my eyelids are uh, you know my eyelid has to close mm-hmm. or i have uh, my fingers have to be moved i have to point somewhere right and to play musical all of this is a result of the neurological signals which travel from the brain and which activate the body to work in a coordinated fashion so vata controls the functioning of the body at a very very high level of systemic intelligence not just in terms of one thing it is a completely coordinated intelligence of the human being right and pitta is a transformational force mm-hmm. in the body so when i eat something the catabolism anabolism breaking it down and then building it into the tissues and then 
the ability to metabolize it, whatever I've stored, mm-hmm. and to excrete out that which I don't require. So that in conjunction with vata and kapha, it performs, pitta performs these functions. Okay. Right? So look at the human being, the life cycle, it's all about this eating, uh, breaking it down, storing, excreting, and then what I require, I take it. So if I'm not doing the simple process of life properly, right, any of these steps, mm-hmm. I'm on the way to ease. Right, okay. and the effects of which are seen over a long period of time. So, if I know about doshas, mm-hmm. and these three doshas change time and place, is oh. what I was telling. Okay. So, it changes the time of day, time of digestion, time of season, and time of life. Right. So, what I would the possible for us, if in my teenage years, if I can learn this thing for myself, mm-hmm. then I can lead a life without illness. Right. A lot of our people assume that you know illness is part of life. It's a given. I mean, how can I not have this problem? I mean, if everybody pops in pills, everybody has got this. Yeah. I mean, it's universal. Right? It is not universal. It is not a given. If any one of you decides that you don't want to fall ill, and you take that, you know, say that, let me empower myself as to what is appropriate for me. There's nothing good right. or bad. Right. One man's food is another man's poison. Another man's poison is a third man's food. Right? True, true. So please be very clear I have to know what is good for me in a particular place at a particular time. Mm-hmm. And if I choose to do that now, I can live to my full health potential 100 years, 110 years, 120 years, how much ever I wish, without falling ill, with a clear mind, with a healthy body, not dependent or minimally dependent on anybody else. Mm-hmm. And right. Please understand this point that the relevance of mental health in this whole story. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. So I wish the thing is that when you look at mental health per se, mm-hmm. uh, today we live in a world of extreme stress. Right. There is competition has always been there. Competitions even more. There is a COVID times. Everybody is cooped up in the house. You know, uh, lack of, of physical activity, lack of mm-hmm. socializing. All of this is causing stress. But even before COVID came, the stress of growing up, the stress of peer pressure, the stress of getting into something. Right. Right, all of this has a huge impact on the way of body works. And first thing which I want to tell your young audience is that the body, the mind, and the spirit, right? All spirit is the spiritual element within each one of us. All of this are intimately connected. So if my body is not keeping well, is at dis-ease, without ease, mm-hmm. it has an impact on the mind. And it also has an impact on the way spiritually I'm able to engage with the world. Spiritually is not religious. Spiritual is beyond the body and the mind. What am I in relation to the world around me? That okay. sense of who I am when I'm beyond my identification with my body and mind is the spiritual identification that I have. Mm-hmm. So the physical well-being has an impact on mental and spiritual well-being. But the important part the mental well-being has an important quotient uh, impact on the physical and the spiritual. Right. Similarly, if you go into spiritual well-being, automatically you have mental and physical well-being. Right? right. So we tend right. to compartmentalize and say, I go to the gym, I do this, do that, but I'm stressed. That mm-hmm. is because we don't realize this, that what I'm doing at the physical level is not conducive for the mental thing. A lot of times, overactivity at the physical level, overactivity of any kind, right? Mm-hmm. even exercising, may lead to mental stress. So I need to do at what time do I do the exercise? What time do I engage in anything that I do? Mm-hmm. And, but the mental thing clearly, we have to understand that modern, uh, the ancient systems of thinking spoke in terms of the three gunas, 
like the three doshas which are the physical element uh, doshas the mental doshas manasika doshas are called trigunas okay. and this is very important to realize that that when i have rajas sattva tamas you know how do i react through these three uh, aspects of my of my mental disposition mm-hmm. so if i take rajas for example being working towards something and being affected by the consequences of achieving that you know i want to get into a particular college right i want to get into st stephens i want to get into srcc i would like to get into iit or some particular bitspilani so i want to get there but in yeah. my mind i'm already thinking if i don't get there hmm. or i want to get in oxford cambridge if i don't get there what happens if i get there what happens right so my yeah. mind is constantly worried when i'm studying now or i'm doing something now i'm worried what will happen if it happens or doesn't happen in the process my mind is not clear and in the present yeah. so such a mind which is either in the past or the future and not in the present is called a rajasic mind okay uh, a tamasic mind is one which doesn't have a plan does not want to have a plan because it is you know it is in one sense depressed it is in darkness and it doesn't it's caught in that trap right. it's not able to step out of it, right and satvik is where the action spring from awareness right a present awareness in the present now what do i do with these three things Mm-hmm. right the important thing to understand and this is the point which i made earlier at the physical if i am caught in a mental thing of tamas or rajas mm-hmm. if i can correct my diet and lifestyle right and do some appropriate exercises right and do certain lifestyle changes right. my rajas will come down and my tamas will come down and sattva will go okay. if i do in that yeah so at the physical level what i do can affect my mental uh, doshas Right, oh. or the trigunas okay so that is the beauty where human beings can go between the these three areas and so <laughs> if i take let's say a hot water bath or once a week oil bath particularly in cold months you know the cold will aggravate the the vata and the rajas so <laughs> as we get into the examination season if people can ensure that you know they eat light to digest food <laughs> uh, but good food healthy food not fast food which is quickly metabolized but right. healthy food basic food uh, have uh, take oil bath uh, as far as possible the mind will calm down the body will calm down doing you know the simple pranayamas so breath control all of this can right. calm down uh, the mind and the body right right yes anshu okay and sir like you mentioned about the diet now because there are a lot of aspects involved in that also how can we uh, define what is an appropriate diet so appropriate diet as i told depends on what i am able to digest okay right so what i am able to digest will depend on my my type of metabolism my metabolism capability or my agni bala as we say right okay so some people have by putting heavy food on a week metabolism mm-hmm. completely extinguish that metabolic fire so they have what is called manda agni right so if, okay. if i have manda agni i should take food which is appropriate for that agni so we often get caught onto the properties and quality of food right yeah, what kind yeah. of uh, dietetic uh, you know constituents are there but what okay. we don't realize is our ability to digest so therefore depending on each of these things uh, i can choose the foods but in general let me put hot 
food is better than cold food okay. easy to digest food as good salads should be avoided salads are difficult to digest for indians in particular okay right? and then uh, we should not go with raw food as far as possible cooked food steam food is better right okay. deep fried is not great hot fluid soups are good right so in this weather in general keep your metabolism up mm-hmm. those with low metabolism those who got a high metabolism should try to balance it out with small like khichdis are always good anybody having a weak digestion should go with the khichdis okay. but with a nice little slight spice can go with it you know the pepper and the other things but in general what is good food is the food of my on my maternal ancestral side okay right if mixed parentage go on your maternal side if i have the my father and mother are from the same community stick to the community's food because if i'm a rajasthani and i am you know eating uh, a madrasi's food or tamilian's food right it, food may be idli may be good but my body is not used to it right so i take it once in a while so of course if i'm living in rajasthan in december is different from living in chennai in december you right. need to keep that in mind but by and large i need to choose the foods of my ancestors particularly on the maternal side okay. that is what i'll be most easily able to digest so the human microbiome right that i have mm-hmm. is inherited from the mother's side primarily okay. okay okay so i should keep this in mind and how do i know i have digested it if i can when i go to the loo the next morning you can know number one how you have digested number two after you finish eating how do you feel right. do i feel light do i feel uh, sluggish do i feel like sleeping mm-hmm. right do i feel sensation do i feel bloated right and do i feel hungry quickly or do i feel hungry after 3 4 hours right. and the full digestion is done so the key message i think you know as we come to the conclusion of this talk mm-hmm. is that observe what you are about to eat don't eat with eyes closed and led you know just by the tongue you know because the tongue and the master chefs of the world are the biggest culprits so we <laughs> yeah. tend to which very attractive and things which you know a combination of multiple things very often these combinations are not good for us right is not yeah. good for people right so which is why experimentation is good and that is why when we take we should be very mindfully taking the food that we choose right because right. you please understand the food you're not giving it to an enemy right you should not even give it to an enemy you're giving it to yourself for god's sake so yeah. you give the food to you that's going to work upon your body and mind and spiritual quotient right so be very aware not just choosy and picky but be aware as you pick up food and say this time of the day am i feeling hungry why am i eating what is there i go to a buffet mm-hmm. who do i pick from the choose to pick from the buffet and what i choose to avoid right is a key indication of the future of that health of that particular individual right, right. how aware is he when he's everything in front right and yeah. everything is free go and free cover it's like you go to some of these barbecue uh, places where you have unlimited food right so yeah, people yeah. freak out but what are you freaking out with you're filling up your stomach and you're going to have indigestion tomorrow and you're going to put on issues so be choosy right once in a while binging is fine but be very aware right <laughs> binge on good binge on awareness self awareness <laughs> right and so especially with the present generation and the kind of lifestyle we have a lot of them are also maybe they are they've gone out to study so they are in a different place not where they their ancestral yeah. 
family is from yeah. so how do they balance that because then the environment is different so yeah, we so have to keep think, everything uh, in mind correct you know the the basic part is I, as i start observing when i eat something i realize i feel light i feel heavy i feel sluggish my sleep is not affected is affected right. when i wake up in the morning i do the do i look at my i have to look at my stools right is it adequate i mean there are right. if i don't learn to look at what i eat and what i excrete right, right. the color of my urine right it right. should be so the, the understanding of these vital parameters of the human being right not just temperature and heartbeat Mm-hmm. but really the sleep appetite motion micturition or urination state of mind clarity of senses all of this are basic things i don't need to go have a doctor correct which is why ayurveda itself i want to say was never meant to be a system that is be practiced by doctors only any intelligent self aware person was meant to learn that is why ayurveda Uh, veda right veda itself is used because it's a formal system of knowledge right. and any indian person can acquire the knowledge right it's only today you have uh, allopathy homeopathy ayurveda etc in those days there were learned people intelligent people and what i would urge every single uh, listener of yours become a vaid vaidya that is a self aware intelligent human being right, right? aware of himself and his environment and what how he interacts with the environment right. the life will be full and right. and uh, happy and uh, what what would you suggest if uh, some of them are like maybe I mean, they are not binging right? sorry uh-huh. sir but also your question on foreign being abroad being yes. abroad the principles still apply so let's say i go to england right england in december is let's say if it's going to be snowing now it's minus 3 then my metabolism will automatically go up so right. the food i eat you can get indian stores virtually everywhere across the world now you mm-hmm. get your rice dal simple vegetables you get everything right, right. and uh, if you choose to eat that and one very important thing i want to tell you this is eating food which is stored in the refrigerator right mm-hmm. and then just heating it up in the microwave is is calories for the body but it's not going to nourish that what you call the vital energy in the body right so yes. you fill the body your stomach immediately pacified or uh, satiated but right. it does not nourish the body and mind as freshly made food goes so right. what i would urge for people who record learn to cook simple food uh, quick food right but fresh right. food right. don't keep and just put in the fridge and keep heating reheating right. the, the food for trans fats it kills anything that is good in that food in that food okay okay yeah, and you put in the refrigerator beyond a point doesn't work you right <laughs> i think that is very important because a lot of times that is in a, a notion we have that we've kept it so it's fine yeah. it's been in the refrigerator yeah. it's not uh, stale yeah. or something we'll we can just yeah. reheat but yeah. yeah yes also sir so now a lot of times uh, they especially the teenage generation it is they are going out and everything so it's not uh, 100% possible i'm sure once or attempts twice a week they'll end up eating some junk food some pizza or burger yeah. or mm-hmm. things like that so if they can't totally avoid it um, do you suggest something they can do after that once if once in a while if they are eating yeah. it that's right absolutely i mean i think life is not about complete uh, abstinence from everything right one has to mm-hmm. live a normal life and one has to eat sometimes uh, pizza outside 
So when you go and have a pizza, you want to have your iced tea along with it. All of that is done, and maybe on to top it all off, one has ice cream on top of it. Now what happens is, the time, uh, any time from seven o'clock in the evening, mm-hmm. right onwards, my digestive capability is at is at a low, and okay. which is why many people eat before sunset. Even right. Western communities are many whose supper is before dinner, is before uh, sunset. Sunset, yeah. So what I do if I indulge in that, then I ensure that. at the first possible opportunity after my food right mm-hmm. after a little while maybe 20 minutes or so mm-hmm. i will drink hot water okay right right not just warm water not boiling water but little more than warm hot water right which is drinkable temperature right that hot water perk up the metabolism number 1 if still i feel heavy right mm-hmm. i should never go to sleep on a full stomach that's a golden rule right because okay. sleep quality will be affected Okay. so when i feeling heavy then i could try sitting in a vajrasan on a bed if i'm not used right. to yoga right. or curl up on a sofa or on a bed and just put your legs under yourself mm-hmm. and fold it at the knee so that the blood supply to the stomach is is maximized that will okay. accelerate the digestion and within fight you can watch something read something while you're sitting like that mm-hmm. and quickly the stomach will get digested right. okay the food will get digested okay right? so hot water and sitting in vajrasan right to quick way to to digest the food before you go to sleep right and no no heavy walking heavy walking is not good after uh, dinner right okay. very okay. light walking is okay that's fine hmm? okay. just trying to tell so digest yeah. somebody will say i went for a walk yeah right? <laughs> that often happens and so lastly my last question was that uh, a lot of teenagers at a very early age these days they have pcod problems they have migraines anxieties a lot of these things have started like you are hearing them at an early age yes so so what, it's all yeah. coming from inappropriate diet and lifestyle mm-hmm. which is why even for you know pcod you're seeing in younger girls in early teens you're yeah. seeing puberty advancing you know so before 12 years by 8 9 years itself puberty onset mm-hmm. so all of this is due to incomplete inappropriate diet uh, heavy diets Okay. right where the metabolism goes on so pcod from an ayurveda perspective is completely reversible right okay. completely reversible without strong medicines we correct the metabolism and the the polycysts in the ovary will disappear right okay. migraine is a digestive issue there is a gut brain nexus or axis mm-hmm. where the the stomach and digestive issues affect the migraine so we have ways in which we in ayurveda we fix the migraine okay and tension headaches right Right. and irritable bowel syndrome all these things the connection between the stomach and the mind mm-hmm. ayurveda understood many thousands of years back and modern medicine still struggles to get that right, right. so rather than treat the symptom ayurveda gives a very good personalized regimen of diet lifestyle if required medicine and if required some cleansing therapies to restore that internal okay. balance in the human being right, right. So all of this is correctable people have to understand i just want to tell people who in the early years say let me study now and get through my 12th or get through my uh, engineering then i'll start exercising mm-hmm. right please understand that what you do in your teens right if you learn bharatnatyam you learn kathak you learn you know whatever dancing right mm. it strengthens the bone density it in- increases bone density so that 40 years down the line you don't get osteoporosis so mm. for girls particularly when you talk about premature onset of pcod etc mm-hmm. please remember they should exercise they should go out in the sun they should play run right. if not do bharatnatyam right gymnastics something they should do physically 
otherwise the bone density will be very weak which is why traditionally indian women mm-hmm. a lot of them suffer from osteoporosis because you know they're not allowed to go out and play the moment right. they look like coming of age right? right so exercise is very important for all youngsters male and female right and i think uh, these days uh, i think this is very interesting that you mentioned because a lot of times people have have established this assumption now that if you have pcod it's just is and you can't really do much about it but i think uh, like you very aptly mentioned if they can understand be self aware of their bodies and bring that balance with diet and lifestyle then and reach It's out the first for stand ayurveda yeah yes. yeah and reach out in case it cannot be fixed within the diet and lifestyle because sometimes the problem is advanced beyond the scope of diet and lifestyle then right. you need medication right. herbal medicines and the good news is that menstrual disorders mm-hmm. right which is excessive irregular absent right various discharge all these things are very well managed in ayurveda no need for hormonal treatments okay. right right so go and visit so that's a good part similarly on the male side right any difficulties on uh, the growing up cycle mm-hmm. a lot of these things naturally one can unlock the human potential let me conclude by telling one thing you know that yeah. let's understand that the human being has got extraordinary intelligence built into it right what we do due to inappropriate diet and lifestyle right and lifestyle is not you know whether i go to the gym or not it is what i do 24 hours of the day so what's my typical life pattern due to inappropriate such diet and lifestyle mm-hmm. i bring in different constraints to the body's normal functioning right what we need to do if we are observant of ourselves at an early stage i can correct or remove those obstacles or constraints and the body will quickly rebound and correct itself so okay. if anybody has got early warning signs of some discomfort you mm-hmm. should think what is it that i'm doing in my diet and lifestyle which is not correct for me because okay. the body is constantly telling us but we are not listening so start yeah. listening to your body and your mind and you will you know be on the path of self awareness and taking ownership for your own health right and that's the, that's the promise of ayurveda right and hence aim for a life without illness because illness is not that's a given true. like you said absolutely and i will also say somebody may be inheriting a certain thing right there will be some mm-hmm. who are you know who developed a type 1 diabetes right suddenly yeah. my pancreas now why it happened we don't know, we don't know unless we go fully into the history but suddenly it happens mm-hmm. how do i maximize my potential that's the important thing right, right. so let's say that i am not a very good sprinter mm-hmm. right i'm not a very good sprinter so i cannot obviously be michael uh, or hussein bolt right mm-hmm. so i have to figure out what do i do but i am a good paddler so i can be good you know i can join a sculls team and do that or i am a good marathoner mm-hmm. or i am a good volleyball player so i need to figure out in any aspect of life mm-hmm. how do i maximize my potential it's not about telling that everybody has everything right. but really treasuring what unique person i am and then making the best out of that never feeling are he is so fast he is so good she is so good i am no i have my unique potential i will live according to them. that's the smartness of a good young adult that right. the cards are dealt out to me i have a particular school i have a particular set of parents teachers socio economic class everything right i can't change it right Now with these cards how do i maximize my potential and that is in our hands and that's what our ancient systems of indian thinking empower right. us to do right 
because like you said that you know he's so fast she's so fast at times even coming to metabolism we just surrender that oh my meta- metabolism isn't uh, that good enough so let's yeah. just leave it but you can actually you know be self aware and accordingly adapt to lifestyle and True. make it your strengths too right that's true thank you so, so the much whole thing says prasanna atma indriya manaha that is ultimate thing you know have prasannata in the soul in the mind and in our all our uh, sensory organs you know so we are in a state of well being you know that is what really youngsters should realize is something that they can work towards themselves hmm? right thank you aishi best thank wishes you to so everybody thank you so much sir for taking out time mm-hmm. and for sharing everything with us thank you so much again yeah wish everybody a very happy 2021 i know 2020 would have been a very tough year for all <laughs> your listeners but 2021 i'm sure will be a time of further uh, progress in life thank all the very best you. to all of you yeah thank, thank you, you so much Bye-bye. sir